Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here. That's what you've earned here tonight. We stay with them. And we shut them down because we can. Baker takes the snap. Rolls right. Throws down the middle. And Joku's got it. 
I will applaud the Giants in one way, though. They did shut down the Browns' run game. They did. I will give them that. But, um, again, I'm not going to be too worried about it, especially with the way Mayfield's throwing right now. Yeah, where they stopped the run, they could not stop Mayfield in the pass at all. No. Uh, total plays, we had 63 to their 54. Uh, each team had a sack. Uh, we surprisingly had to punt the ball more times than they did, but then again, that's also because of questionable fourth down decisions. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those instances. And i got to ask you this question. When you watched the game, di- didn't you notice, like, how quick this game went? It movie, The game, game was just, like, on cruise control. I was perfectly fine with that. I'd much rather sit through a, like, a more fast-paced game like this than True. one that's going to drag out and slow down, like, molasses. Yeah, much like the Ravens-Browns game last week that just seemed to go on forever. But that was a type of slow game that I was a fan of because that was a game. fast-paced game in the sense of it was fast scoring. It was a high adrenaline that entire game. It was a hell of a duel. But key thing here, time of possession, 34-03 for the Browns compared to 25-57 for the Giants. Yeah, the Browns, uh, they had the ball quite a bit. I, I, I forget which quarter it was in. Um, I think it might have been the third quarter. The Browns had the ball a good amount of time. Uh, so th- then again, this just shows that the Browns' uh, ball possession and ball handling has been really good lately, uh, which makes me happy to see. Well, I'm happy to see the fact, too, that Baker Mayfield is taking care of the football. He's not throwing interceptions. He's only from one interception in his last six games. Um, he's now only at nine interceptions, I think on the year, which is a far cry from where he was last year. And he just has looked like the guy that we drafted and there's no question about it. He's getting his extension deal. I think in the off season. Oh God, there's no doubt. Mm-hmm. And Stefanski's almost assuredly getting uh coach of the year. It's probably going to be locking it up this week. If we end up winning against the jets and make playoffs. He, he should. I mean, I know before, like three or four weeks ago, before the Steelers went on this losing streak, Mike Tomlin was considered for the coach of the year. But now with the way they're losing and they're going in this downward spiral, I think Stefanski's got it all but locked up. Yeah. But going into this uh, individual stat line here, Baker Mayfield this week was damn near perfect. Uh, Pretty much. I mean, he didn't miss a pass. Uh, You know, he was on target. There was nothing that was overthrown or underthrown. Everything was just dead eye. It was. Uh, 27 of 32 for 297 yards and two TDs. I mean, again, I mean, he he is just lighting it up. His quarterback rating was 98.3. I think it's been consistently over 80 the last three weeks. And I don't um, know if you saw this too, but uh, during the stretch of the Browns' um, since I want to say it was the Raiders loss mm-hmm. uh, Mayfield has been the fourth or fifth best uh, quarterback in the league in QBR. And he's also the best quarterback in the red zone this year as well. Which is just absolutely amazing. Well, he has not thrown any interceptions at all in the red zone all season. And that is just, that just blows my mind. Oh Yeah. That's something you really want to see out of a quarterback. And the fact that he hasn't thrown any interceptions in the red zone at all mm-hmm. speaks volumes. Any questions that, that we had with Baker Mayfield uh, about if he was able to control a game if the run game got shut down? All of those questions have been answered and shut down in a hurry. All the Baker Mayfield haters, they have disappeared into the abyss. Exactly. But – in the rushing attack, yeah, obviously they shut us down, which, oh, oh well. I mean, when you can air the ball out, you can afford to have a weaker running game this week. Sure. And the Giants have a pretty decent run defense. It's it's, it's not given as much credit as it should. They they shut down the run pretty pretty well. And it did it against, I believe, the, uh, the Seahawks a few weeks ago, too, when they'd beaten them. Oh, yeah, that's right. But Chubb leading the team, 15 carries, 50 yards, and a TD. That's the thing that's important there is he got the TD on the board. Exactly. Uh, Dearness Johnson, four carries for 24 yards. Kareem Hunt, seven carries for 21. 
it's looking more and more like Hunt's not going to get that thousand yards, which is unfortunate, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah, I'm going to go to his stats now. He's at 793 <laughs> yards, and he's 207. I mean, it's doable. I mean, It's doable, stats. but he has to get 100-plus average the next two weeks Yeah, in and, order to do that. And I can see him putting up 100 against the Jets, but against the Steelers, probably not. So uh, Let's pull up Chubb's uh, stats real quick. 931. He'll get there. So, yeah. He's only got 69 more, so he'll hit that 1,000 mark. The biggest thing to look at here is he's fifth in the league in rushing, though, this season. Yeah, I think uh, the only one that's – I mean, he probably would be close to number one if it weren't for his injury because, you know, as of right now, we all know who number one is. Derrick Henry, and exactly. that's to be expected. Uh, go back up real quick. Yeah, he is – but he, it's the fact that he's – third in the league in uh, average yards per carry. 5.6. I mean, you're averaging first uh, down insane. every two runs. That's that's crazy. He's got 10 TDs, which is tied for sixth in the league right now. And the hundred, the 165 attempts would be higher if it wasn't, like he's, we said, for the injury that he had. Yeah, I mean, overall, man, he's just having a great season. I, I think he would have been uh, the running back of the year if it weren't for that injury. Yeah. But the receiving core, this is where it gets a little interesting. Pretty spread out, pretty uh, pretty evenly. Yeah, I, we got the Higgins-Landry combo up at the top of the Browns receiving again. Higgins, four catches for 76 yards. Landry, seven catches for 61 yards and a TD. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who, again, we've talked about, is becoming more and more relevant in the mm-hmm. receiving game. Three uh, three catches for 55 yards. I like what he's doing this year. And then Austin Hooper, five catches for 41 yards and a TD. The biggest thing to take away from this, though, is that Austin Hooper is out for the season. Is he? I didn't hear about that. He's out for the season? Yeah, from what I last saw, he's out for the season now with that oh. injury. So basically, it's going to be uh, on Njoku and Bryant. Yeah, he fucked up his knee pretty bad. It was uh, mm. like um, ligament tears. Damn. So yeah, he'll be out the rest of the season, which is going to put a lot of pressure on Njoku and Bryant. But Didn't we lose Chris Hubbard as well? I don't know. Shit, that's not good. But you know what? Well, Njoku we still has a have chance. Njoku and Brian. Hopefully, this gives Njoku a chance to, you know, actually prove that he can play. Prove why he was drafted. Yeah, because he has not shown that. I've seen I've seen flashes from Njoku in the years he's been here, but I have just waited to see the guy that we drafted. And and you know, this is the opportunity for him to shine. I mean, Harrison Bryant's going to get the opportunity as well, but Njoku has more. Harrison Bryant, I think, is going to be the long term solution here for tight end absolutely uh hooper i think is gonna end up after the next couple of seasons i think he's gonna take more of you know a a, a mentor role Mm -hmm. and he's gonna be taking this off season and a good chunk of next season obviously getting bryant ready to play at you know this elite level i want to see what harrison bryant's stats are for his first year i mean he's got 200 yards receiving uh, Which, when you think about it, for tight ends, that's to be you're gonna not have that many yards. Well, no, no, and he's a rookie too, and he's uh, I don't know if he's second or third string on the death chart, but I mean that's still. Uh, I want to say he's third string only because uh, yeah. we have Najoku as well. So Najoku probably will be starting, I believe, over him. Then I guess the next two weeks. So yeah, this is this is proving time for Najoku to prove if he belongs to stay in Cleveland, or maybe he's trying well, out for another team. Matter, I'm about to say that's more of a matter of. I think Njoku is going to be trying out for another team. That's what I think, too. Because I don't think we're going to end up keeping him after this season. And there's no reason to. Now with Hooper and Bryant, it's just why keep another guy on contract? But know? it's a matter of who do we get for Njoku? Or what do we get? Yeah, the value of him is kind of a question mark. I guess it just depends on how he finishes the year to see if he's proving his worth. Yeah. On the defensive side of the ball, I – the thing that really just gets me is that Garrett is still feeling the effects of his uh, 
COVID situation that he had. Very much so. Because I don't know if he read this, but I uh, forget where I saw this on. But there was say like he's obviously still having issues, you know, uh, with his lungs breathing properly and all that, and then mm-hmm. having coughing fits in the locker room. Well, I, I've been watching him the last couple of weeks, and it just looks to me like he's he's always out of breath, short of breath after every play. It looks like he's really struggling out there. Which I mean, when you have something like this, obviously that's going to affect you a lot, especially if you're playing a very physical game like football. Exactly. So hopefully he comes back at a hundred percent soon. I hope so. Um, especially come, uh, come playoff time, because the last thing you want is him, you know, being banged up. And I, and I just saw this too, as we were talking in the right corner of the screen, Browns did yeah. place Chris Hubbard on injured reserve. Okay. So he's done for the year as well. So uh, Nick Harris, who came in and filled in pretty well on Sunday night, will now be the starting offensive lineman in his place. Which I'm happy to see that. Hopefully they'll be able to step up mm-hmm. really want nicely here. I hope so. Uh, but I mean, even with Garrett not at 100%, though, the one sack that we had this game, he was a part of. Him and Ogan Joby both got uh, had mm-hmm. the half sack on um, McCoy. I was shocked the Browns were only able to sack him once. Uh, the Giants line held up pretty well, and they McCoy had almost all the time in the world most of the night, which was why I was so shocked that he was making some very poor throws. That's McCoy's uh, yeah. M.O. But it also didn't help that he had a lot of receivers dropping the ball as well. Mm-hmm. But let's see here. We had name I really haven't seen up here at the top at all or anywhere near the top lately. Uh, Carl Joseph, uh, eight tackles, two assists. He had a hell of a game Sunday night. I don't know where he's been all year, but he stepped up. He made some good pass deflections. He saved a touchdown. Um, and, uh, here's another name I haven't seen in a while. Sheldrick Redwine. Yeah, he's been at the bottom of the list every week, too. Four tackles, four assisted. Denzel Ward stepping the fuck up here. Four tackles, two assisted. Great to have him back. Uh, BJ Goodson, three tackles, four assists. Malcolm Smith, three and one. Miles Garrett, two and two. Uh, Vernon, two and one. Like our team, our defense is at least stepping up a little bit here more now. Mm-hmm. But like we were talking about, our biggest uh, needs when it comes to the draft and the free agency in the offseason is going to be our defense. Yeah, and and going into the playoffs, if, if we get in, is that's, that's the concerning issue. the the Browns The Browns, um, their run defense throughout most of the season has been pretty good, other than a couple games here and there. Um, Are you kidding me? Our run defense has been shit lately. Uh, no, lately it has been. Um, if you go back to the games before this little bit really, of stretch, they've been really bad. Our run defense since the Raiders game has not been good. It hasn't been as good as it was those, those games before the Raiders game. And I don't know what happened there because they were looking decent there for a while and they just fell apart here in this stretch. Um, but I think the Browns have one need they're going to have to address in the offseason. That's obviously <laughs> they linebacker. Have multi- they have multiple needs on defense they're going to have to address. True. They're going to need to address cornerback. They're going to need to address safety. And they're going to need to address linebacker. Yeah, linebacker, I think, is their biggest concern because that's where you're having a lot of these numbers of if those tackles. Those three awful. are going to be what you're going to need if you're drafting for the Cleveland Browns this year. It will absolutely uh, because you need guys that can tackle, which line our linebackers can't. Um, yeah. Greedy Williams is not reliable enough to be on the football field. He's been off the field all all year for I don't know what because he was supposed to be back near the halfway point and he still hasn't come back onto the field. Um, so I think it's almost time to say goodbye to him because he just can't be relied upon. I'm not going to give up on him yet. I think he, I think he's going to need to earn his starting position back. Oh, I think he's going to have to earn it back, but I'm not going to give up on him yet. We'll see. He's under contract, so he's not going to go anywhere yet. Um, but we'll see. I mean, Denzel Ward has proved he's, he's one of the best corners, I think, in the NFL, and he's not getting the appreciation or the uh, recognition that he deserves. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. Um, don't really need to talk about any more about the Browns game here. No, the playoff, the playoff pictures, what we really need to talk about in depth about, because this is where things get really, really now interesting. Now we get into the big discussion here, and that's going to be 
the playoff picture, especially with the fact that the Steelers lost last night to the Bengals. Still can't believe it. Uh, we've got a lot of different playoff scenarios now. So we're going to go through the entire AFC playoff scenario here, ladies and gents, so bear with us. Uh, Cleveland Browns this week can officially clinch a playoff berth with a win plus a Ravens loss or tie. That seems unlikely. We'll break these down by a little bit. So the Ravens are playing the Giants. That seems the Ravens are playing the Giants. Well, the, the way that the Giants are playing lately, though, if they have uh, Daniel Jones back this week, that's possible. And if um, Garrett comes back to uh, call the plays mm-hmm. on offense, they have a chance, especially against a Ravens team that's still looking pretty shaky. Off and on, but I like this number two scenario the best because it seems like the most believable one because Miami's playing the Raiders and the Raiders are still trying to hold on to their faint hopes. Yeah, the win plus Dolphins loss or tie. Mm-hmm. I like and that the scenario. Dolphins are playing the Raiders on Saturday at uh, night game. So we could know going into Sunday's game if the, if, if the Dolphins can lose that game, that all the Browns would have to do is win. Yeah. So that would be the ideal situation. And then we have the one that I'm hoping for the most only because the following week. Mm-hmm. And that's the win or no, actually, this is the one I'm hoping doesn't happen only because we want to be in the division mm-hmm. picture still. Uh, the win plus Colts loss. And the Colts are obviously playing Pittsburgh this week. Does 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 it, does it concern you just a little bit that, um, you know, we all want the division <laughs> And that's obviously the best path, but does it concern you that say Baltimore and Miami both win? Indianapolis does win as well. So now in order for the Browns to get in, the only way they can get in would be to beat the Steelers. And again, if Baltimore and Miami loses, that is a nightmare scenario for week 17. The Browns would miss it because they, they lose the three-way tie to Miami, uh, Tennessee and Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, that would be a nightmare scenario in that case, but I think one of those three teams are going to end up losing. I think so, too, considering that Miami plays Buffalo next week, and Buffalo is still fighting to hold on to the number two seed to maybe even possibly get into the number one seed if the, if the Chiefs do lose Sunday. Yeah, because so, the other two playoff scenarios for the Browns are going to be a tie plus a Ravens loss. That won't happen. Or a tie plus Dolphins loss. Yeah, I don't see the Browns game ending in a tie, so those scenarios <laughs> seem highly unlikely. Yeah. But, um, but the Colts now. The Colts clinch a playoff berth with a win plus Ravens loss or tie. Mm-hmm. Or win plus Dolphins loss or tie. Uh, tie plus Ravens loss or tie plus Dolphins loss. So we're looking at multiple teams here right now that are dependent on a win plus a Ravens or Dolphins loss. Mm-hmm. So the Browns and the Colts can both clinch a playoff spot if they win their games this week. <clears throat> and either the Ravens or the Dolphins lose. So the, so the Colts and the Browns are... So that will, I think, officially lock up the playoff scenario for AFC. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of seeding at that point. Well, best, the best case to come out of Sunday would be the Browns clinch the playoff spot and they still get their division title game. That would be yeah. the best case scenario. That's the Christmas present I think all us Browns fans want, um, is to have that final game. And now, now the rumor is that if, in fact the division title game does happen against the Steelers that the NFL will probably in fact move it to Sunday night football, which they should mm-hmm, because they either reserve... Sunday, either Sunday night or move it to the Monday game. Um, I guess from what I was reading today, the NFL does not have a Monday night game in week 17. Um, it's only a Sunday night game and they purposely do not have anybody playing on Sunday night right now because they reserve that game for any game that they choose to move because uh, their policy before week 17, I just found this out a couple weeks ago. They can only move games to night games 12 days before the game any other week. But week 17, they can move it right after um, this week's games, which I think right now it's looking like the Browns and the Steelers could be that Sunday night football game. And with the way that the Steelers are playing right now, 
<clears throat> I don't see the Steelers beating the Colts. I don't either. Unless Ben can figure out what the fuck is going on. I think you're right. I, I look at this and I think I think the chances are very, very high that, that next Sunday's game is going to be for the division title. So uh, that's something that even three weeks ago, would you have pictured? No, because I, well, after the Steelers lost their first game, I had a little bit of hope, but I thought there's no way they're going to drop three in a row. And, and they have. And the fact that they lost to Washington and Cincinnati, they're, they're, they're falling apart. They're, they're falling into that, to that lull that I had a feeling they were going to fall into because I said all year they were a fake undefeated team and their true colors were going to finally come out. And they've come out against shit teams, which is really surprising. I, I, will, I will give the Steelers this much credit, though. They are playing with a very bad defense right now because – a lot of their star power on defense is hurt. Yeah. So that's going to affect them a lot as well. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't change the fact that their offense has not been able to get the points on the board they need to win games. Yeah, they they, they can't run the ball effectively. Their, their receivers are dropping a lot of balls. I've noticed and when last you night. Have, and when you have Juju, you know, spending more time doing TikTok videos than, you know, yeah. playing an actual game. Well, we got to talk about the fact that he took one hell of a freaking hit last night. Yeah, I think the Bengals were out for blood after, you know, the TikToks uh, videos uh, be, uh, pre- workout pregame. And then I got to congratulate Finley, the third string quarterback for the Bengals. He came out with a purpose and it just seemed like all night he had a smile on his face because his first NFL start was against the Steelers last year. And of course, they beat him up, beat up on him. So this was his ultimate revenge. And he, the dude just couldn't stop smiling all night because he knew he was walking all over him for the most part. Yeah. But going into other scenarios here, the Chiefs can clinch a first-round bye with a win or tie a winner with tie. a Steelers loss or tie, mm-hmm. a Bills loss or tie, or they can clinch strength of victory tiebreaker over Steelers or Bills and clinches at least a tie and strength of victory tiebreaker over the other club. So it's it's more than likely they're probably going to clinch uh, this week. Because who did the Chiefs play this week? Um, let's take a look. They are playing the Falcons in the, in the Chargers week 17. They, they, got, they got a pretty much so they've got uh, they pretty much have the uh, first round bye locked up this week. Yeah, it's pretty much a done deal. Now, let's look at this scenario here that's going to be interesting. The Steelers, mm-hmm. they can clinch the division title with winning this week. Mm-hmm. If the Browns lose this week, mm-hmm. or if they tie. And the Browns tie. Well, that's that ain't happening. <laughs> that is the least likely scenario, but they have to they have to win against the Colts here, or the Browns have to lose in order for them to clinch the title. Well, Otherwise, it's going to come down to next week and the division title being on the line against the Browns. Well, in all honesty. Because uh, I'm sitting there envisioning this this Browns Jets game, and we all know the Jets somehow, some way, surprised the Rams last week. I, I don't know how the hell this happened. Um, is there any lingering concern that the Jets could play spoiler here? I don't want to say yes, but I think there's that small chance they could. Mm-hmm. I think so too, but. I think we're going to be looking at a game where the Browns know that they're really officially in the division title hunt now. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be playing on all cylinders at a level that we haven't seen yet this season. And this is coming from, you know, a team that's gone 10 and four now. Yeah. I mean, that is going to be playing. Yeah. We're going to be playing at a level that we should be seeing, like, at Super Bowl time. 
Well, the, the Browns are falling, are, are going into uh, the end of the season here, playing the best ball they've played all year. And uh, they are hitting their stride at the perfect moment. So I think what that, I mean, I think we're looking at a blowout game here. I, I, I do want to say that. I don't, it's not, I want to say that. I, I can almost guarantee that's what's going to be happen here. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think the I think the Browns not only were they playing for the playoffs, but now that they know that the division is now very very realistically possible to play for, I think now they're going to be even more determined and they're going to come out with even more of a purpose to, sh- to show like, okay, you know, Jets, you know, let's not even play this game. Let, let's let's in all honesty just make this game what it should be. You know, we know who we are, you know who you are. Let's just do it and get it over with kind of that mentality yeah i'm looking at this game like it's going to be somewhere along the lines of uh like 31 to 10 i mean yeah i mean if 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 the if the giants couldn't put up more than six points on the browns do you think that the, the jets are going to put up more than 10 on them i mean i don't i don't really see that happening that's what i think it's going to be 31 10 who's quarterbacking for the jets now because darnold's not in there anymore is he uh, give me one second here. Let me pull that up real quick. Uh, no, Darnold. Darnold is still quarterbacking. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't see them putting up more than maybe more than 10 or 15 points here. Um, I don't think the Jets run game is all that great. Uh, so I don't think the Browns have to worry about their run different defense faltering here. Cause I don't think the Jets really run the football. Um, so what do you think in that final score is going to be? Well, to be honest, I thought the Browns were going to score more points on Sunday and they didn't score as many as I thought, but then again, I expect the game to be as fast as pace as it was either. Um, I'm going to say the Browns are going to win this 28 to 10. Okay. I think they're going to take care of business. It'll still be a pretty widespread game. I, I think this game's going to play out a lot like the Giants game. I think it's going to be a very quick-moving game. The Browns will take care of business, and we're going to see probably a pretty mellow game. At least I hope so. That's how I see it going anyway. Yeah. And going into the last of the playoff scenarios for AFC at least, mm-hmm. uh, Tennessee can clinch the uh, AFC South with a win plus Colts loss. Mm-hmm. which we're rooting for, obviously, um, the Colts to beat the Steelers this week. So I don't want think that scenario is going to happen. Doubtful. But the biggest thing to take a look at here is uh, Tennessee clinches at least a playoff berth mm-hmm. with a win, with that just a win. Oh, that must be nice. I wish we were in that situation, they to can be honest with you. Play- they can also clinch with a Dolphins loss or or a Ravens loss as well. So that's actually three teams that are looking at uh, Ravens or Dolphins loss to make playoffs. Okay. So that's the Colts, the Titans, and the Browns that are looking at a Dolphins or Ravens loss this week in order to uh, clinch playoffs. Now, obviously, we all know the most realistic scenario for the Browns is definitely going to be probably the Miami uh, Las Vegas game because that seems to be the the toughest opponent in there. Because that Ravens one, I don't, I don't like you said, the Giants could have a shot in that game, but I I think that Miami Vegas game is probably more of the realistic situation for the Browns. Yeah, and that's the thing that's scary too is the fact that if if uh, even if the Ravens win. Mm-hmm. If the Dolphins lose, they're out of playoffs. So, if the Dolphins lose and the Ravens win, the, the Ravens are done? Yeah, because that's three teams that are waiting for a Dolphins loss as well. So, if the Ravens win... Because the Browns can... Cl- if the Browns win this week, they clinch on the win and a, and a Dolphins loss the Colts are dependent on a Dolphins loss to clinch playoffs. The Titans are dependent on the Dolphins losing to clinch playoffs as well. 
So that's three teams. We already have, I think it's four that have clinched already. Give me one second here. No, just the Steelers, the Chiefs, and the Bills have, clin- oh, have clinched. So I'm checking right now. Yeah, the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Steelers have all clinched so far. Mm-hmm. Um, the Titans and Colts can clinch this. Can both clinch this week? The Browns can clinch this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dolphins, I think, are right in there to clinch this week as well. They have to win to clinch, don't they? Yeah. So basically, the five, the five, and the six but... seed could be clinched if the Browns and the Colts do it. So who would that leave in the hunt for the final seed? Then the Dolphins and the Ravens. Yeah, it'd be the Dolphins and the Ravens. The Dolphins play the Bills week seventeen. Oh, so if the Dolphins lose, there's a good chance the Ravens are going to get that seven seed. And the Ravens play the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm finding it very easy to believe that the Ravens are probably going to get the seventh seed. Look, um, here's the thing, though. If the Ravens lose this week, they're officially going to be out. Well, yeah, yeah, they have if the to Dolphin, win out. If the Dolphins win this week, it's essentially – yeah, if the Dolphins lose this week, that's three playoff seeds that are locked up. Yeah, it'd be very hard for, for them. And, and I'm looking ahead to – if the if the Browns can pretty much – the Browns are probably going to finish either with the five or the three seed. It's probably pretty much how it's probably going to look. Um, so if the Browns get the three seed, they would probably play – They would play the six seed. Which probably would be either the Colts or the Titans. Uh, that's dependent on that Week 17 game if we end up taking the division. If we're the three seed – Odds are that the Colts, either the Colts or the Titans, are going to be the five seed. So we probably had the Steelers. So we probably no, we no, we'd probably end up playing. Um, actually, scratch that. We'd uh, it could be either the Steelers, the Titans, or the Colts. So I was about to say Miami, but right now, but that's not even a guarantee. So we could potentially play the Steelers back to back weeks. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. That one's the nightmare scenario playoff wise for me. Yeah, because because I don't I don't see us beating them twice in a row. Well I don't know. That could also be that the Browns could be looking if they end up taking the if that ends up coming down to the scenario where we're playing them twice in a row, mm-hmm. the Browns would be riding all the momentum going into that game where True. the Steelers have nothing. And the Browns would have home field advantage as well. So that's something to think about as well. That's 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 a good good possibility. And then if the Browns win the five seed, they probably would play probably for sure be the Titans or the Colts more than likely. Yeah, it's going to end up being the Titans or the Colts in that and, case. And you got to like your chances there because you played both teams and you have beaten both teams pretty uh, in pretty good games. So yeah, I mean, I, I either way, I like the Browns' first round matchup looks. I, I think that the Browns have a very good chance that to win the first round against either one of those three teams. Um, I mean, even the second round, I think you look at the teams ahead; they could play in the second round. They could do it there too. It's really, to be honest, it's, it's that big question mark in the AFC Championship because it would end up being the Chiefs more than likely, unless they drop something somewhere. Um, and the odds of that happening are now let's say hypothetically say the Browns get to the AFC championship and the chiefs slip up someplace and they lose all of a sudden the Browns path to the Super Bowl all of a sudden really opens up. Hey, but we're talking about some fantasy scenarios here at this point. That's true, but we have seen the Chiefs play some games very close and they've looked bad in some instances and anything could happen. It's one game. Oh, yeah, anything can happen, but the odds of that happening, I don't see coming to light. Well, I look at it this way, too. If the Browns make the Super Bowl, chances are they're going to play you the Packers or the Saints. More There's than no doubt about it. I'm calling this now for the Super Bowl. 
It's going to be Chiefs and Saints. More than likely. I Don't count the Packers out, though. I'm not going to count the out. Packers out, but it's going to be the Chiefs and Saints. I could see that. Now. I think that one's going to be a matter of, is it going to be the perfect ending for Brees' career? Or is it going to be the passing of the guard with uh, Mayhomes being the new uh, Breeze in this case? So my question to you now would be is if the Chiefs do fall somewhere in the playoffs for the AFC Championship, then who do you see your Super Bowl scenario being? Oh, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, if the Chiefs do somehow fall before the Super Bowl, I can possibly see the Bills being the replacement. Yeah, I kind of forgot about the Bills. Um, the Bills are just playing at a level that I haven't seen in forever. Yeah, they're playing pretty good football. Uh, they, yeah, that would be a little concerning, and and I'm looking at that too. And I don't know how the, how the rankings would work because I'm looking to see, like for instance, who would the Browns play in the second round? It probably be the. Well, because if you look Bills. at it this way, it would be. It's usually going to be the number one seed is obviously going to have the bye. Right. They're going to so put the lower you seed. look at it down the list here, at the opposite end of the spectrum, it's probably going to be the two and seven seed at the other end. So And it's going to be three and six and then four and five. So the Chiefs are probably going to play the winner of the third seed, six seed game. Which could be us. Um. So either so we're, we're looking at right if we're looking at it right now with the uh, Browns in the fifth seed, if we stay in the fifth seed, mm-hmm. uh, we'd be looking at either the Titans or the Colts. Mm-hmm. And if we were to win that game, we'd play the winner of the two seven seed, which is going to be right now. If we look at it, I want to say it's the Bills and the Dolphins or Bills and Ravens. So we'd play mm-hmm. the winner of that game. And if the Bills play the Ravens, that's not a for sure game for the Bills because the Ravens somehow, some way, find a way with Lamar Jackson. So that that could be make things interesting as well. Yeah. I don't know. The playoffs, I think, are going to be really are going to be great this year. I, I, I so this is a matter of seeding at this point as to what's going to happen because the Browns have a really good shot at clinching the playoffs this week. I hope they do because I I would like to go into that Steeler game for the division. I'd like to at least have the playoff thing knotted up. Therefore, if we lose that game, we're still in, you know, I don't want to play that nightmare scenario where if the Browns lose, there's a chance they don't get in. I mean, think of it this way. The Browns can go 11 and five and not make the playoffs. Uh, That's insane to think about. Yeah. That's like the year that Cornell was our head coach. 10 and Uh, six. To, uh, 2007 when we last time we had gone uh 10 wins mm-hmm. we didn't make playoffs right yeah that i don't even want to think about that because going 11 and 5 this year going to win better than that and not be, making playoffs well the good news here is the difference between that year and this year is that the browns right now control their own destiny they're in a situation where they don't need anybody else to lose if they win both their last games they're in they don't need anybody else to lose for them to do that so but on that, on that same spectrum, the Browns control their destiny. They can fuck this up. Exactly. And we have, unfortunately, seen a, uh, many Cleveland curses. Well, the We've Browns, lived through plenty of them. The Browns have beaten every team this year that they should have with losing records. They've beaten every team that way. And this is the last game of the season where they play a team with a losing record. And they've done it all year. And that's why I go into the game concerned because... <clears throat> Teams love to play spoiler. We've seen it many times before. Yeah. And I'm just scared that the Browns will come into this game. I don't, the Browns are not guilty of being overconfident. The Browns have stayed pretty grounded. They're not cocky. They're not high on themselves. They, they have learned to play at, at, at a way where they don't, they don't think down to their opponent. Like they played the Giants on Sunday. I didn't see a Browns team that underestimated them. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm hoping they come out with that same kind of thing against the Jets. They don't come in too cocky like this team's only won one game. We've got this because the Jets got nothing to lose, just like the Bengals had nothing to lose last night. And mm-hmm. they're going to put it all out on the field. And I'm just hoping the Browns are prepared and ready for it because if they lose this game, uh, I don't even want to think about next week because then we're in nightmare scenario territory. Yeah, I know. 
all that momentum that we've built up over the last few weeks will be gone if we somehow lose this week. And going into the Steelers game, that's something we do not want. No, and and on the radio they've been talking about this. Like they asked the question to each each guy on the radio. They said, if the Browns finish eleven and five, and they don't make the playoffs, do you consider the season a failure? <clears throat> I personally don't consider it a failure. I don't either. Only because of the fact that. We did something we haven't been able to do in a long time, and that's have a winning season mm-hmm. and also having double-digit wins. We turned this team around from the last few years in this one season alone. True. So we can only look up from here even further. What if the Browns lose their last two games? If the Browns lose their last two games, then I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't st- I still wouldn't call it a failure, mm-hmm. but I would call that a reality check. Yeah, um, I, I think at this point, I think you're right. There's there's no scenario where this where this season turns into a failure because they've done something this year that nobody expected them to do. They've turned a corner. Um, they found their head coach. They got their franchise quarterback um, minus a few additions. They need on defense to beef it up. The Browns future is bright and this team's going to go places. And this is not just a, a flash in the pan year. Like I've heard on the radio. This is, this is the Browns future. They are the future of the AFC North, the Ravens and the Steelers time, I think is waning down. I think the Ravens are so still there. The but... Ravens time. I don't think is waning down with Lamar Jackson really hitting his stride. Obviously this year, it's been a little bit more of a struggle. Yeah. But I think Lamar Jackson's hitting a stride. He's coming into his own here. I mean, as it is, this is what, only his third or fourth year as well? Third. Wait. Yeah, this is his third year as well, along with Mayfield. Yeah. So they're really just starting to hit their strides at this point. There are plenty of time left in their careers for them. So I think the Ravens are going to be in the uh, AFC North for years to come. I what think they're going to what I think we're seeing is the steady decline of the Steelers. Yeah. Because I think with the fact that Roethlisberger is 38 years old now, mm-hmm. this past game really, this week against the Bengals really showed that to me that he's at the end of his career here. And saying he's going to come back next year, I think it's a big mistake for the Steelers to even consider that because he's bringing that team down at this point. So I think this is going to be a matter of they never really did get their quarterback of the future uh, drafted or ready to go because Mm-mm. can you really depend on Mason Rudolph to lead that team? No way. Who else is there? Who's their other quarterback? Doug Hodges. Do you really think Hodges is going to be their quarterback of the future after Roethlisberger leaves? No, their future quarterback is not on the roster right now. What does that tell you about the Steelers here? Because, I mean, yeah, they have a strong running game with Connor, but what if he goes down? Well, they have um, a good defense, but they're not always going to be there. No, and 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 the fact the Browns, of the matter is, the Browns have and and the Bengals have both done things that you know they should have obviously done a long time ago, but they're mm-hmm. starting to get in the hunt now. With it, is the fact that they are. They're drafting and re- and maturing these players from uh, the get-go when they get drafted. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, trying to hope for free agency or anything like that to pull them in. They're getting these players. They're getting them properly uh, trained. They're getting them ready to play at an elite level. Mm-hmm. It's obviously going to take them time to, but they're developing them. They're developing them from day one when they're drafted to take over for these players. You're you're right. And Steelers fans may not want to admit this, but their team is sinking. And we are seeing it happen now. Yeah, they had a great 11-0 start. But look what's happening at the end of the season. They're falling apart. They're showing that were they ever truly an 11 or no team? I don't think they were because they got by on a lot of luck. Um, 
people might also say about, you know, the referees and some of those games, you know, you have your people that say that and the Steelers are going the gonna, other direction. I'm going to, I'm going to cut you off there for a second and say this right now. If the Steelers ha- are going to bitch about referee calling in any way, shape or form, mm-hmm. take a look at the Browns for the last few years. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, we'll bitch and moan about the ref calling as well, but a lot of it's actually there in plain sight. Yep. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that's why I said Steeler fans need to come to the realization and wake up. Their, their team is not going to win the Super Bowl this year. It's not happening. There are too many other good teams that are better than them, the Browns included. And I don't care what they say, the, the Browns the are a better Steelers football are going to be a first round out. Yeah. The Browns are a better football team than the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. They are. And I don't care. What they say or what they think. They are a better football team all around because the Steelers have struggled to run the ball all year. Roethlisberger has been inconsistent. The receivers drop balls. It's just the simple fact of the truth of the matter that, that the Steelers' days are over. Just like the Patriots. The glory days are over. Yeah. And you got to get used to that. you got to accept that now mm-hmm. because you're going to have to start looking at your team and – hoping that they make the right moves to make sure you're not, you know, falling on the wayside for long. Otherwise you're going to be looking at a scenario where you're the Browns or the Bengals the last few years where you've been, you know, the fucking laughing stock of the NFL mm-hmm. where you've been the one that the teams in your division kicked on right. and walked over in order to have an easy win. So get used to it because this is a scenario that is looking like it's starting to go into for you guys. Well, I seriously truly believe that the Steelers are not going to be battling for first place next year, maybe second if they're lucky, but I think the Steelers are going to fall down to third place next year. I think they're going to find a hard time playing the Bengals next year, especially with Burrow coming back healthy possibly next year. That's going to be the question there is, is Burrow going to come back healthy? Mm Mm-hmm. If he comes back healthy and plays like he did to begin the season yep. before he went down, the this, this Bengals' future is going to look good starting next year. Yep, yep. I, I, I think that the Browns, Ravens, and Bengals are your, your division competitors, and I think the Steelers are on the outside looking in going forward. Believe it or not, they, can, they don't have to believe me, but the truth's in the pudding, and all you do is watch them, and you can see that the future is not bright in Pittsburgh. Yeah, so – We'll have to wait and see what happens there. But anyway, that's enough about this. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, We got, like we said, we got the Jets game to look forward to this week. Hope for a Ravens or Dolphins loss. And hopefully we're coming back to you with uh, claiming playoff berth. Well, our next show, we could be either celebrating a playoff berth or sweating it out or and maybe a little bit of both playoff berth, and a possible AFC North title game. All right. But with that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jason Kibosk here with Mike Winkler, and this is the Dog Foundation signing out. Go Browns. Merry Christmas, everybody.